Welcome to LDS Gospel Podcast, Sound Access to the Spirit. This is where you can stream or download complete voice recordings of LDS Sunday School Gospel Doctrine reading assignments, as listed in the class member study guide. Listen to the content of lesson assignments in their entirety with just one click. This episode is from the Doctrine and Covenants in Church History, Lesson 26, Go Ye into All the World and Preach My Gospel. This reading assignment includes Doctrine and Covenants, Section 112, and readings from Our Heritage, pages 30 to 33 and 36. We'll also be including a bonus reading from the Teacher's Manual, as well as the scripture chain, doing missionary work and nurturing new converts. Now, as we read from our heritage, here's some more questions to ponder. Pay attention and see what sacrifices did the saints make in order to share the gospel? What sacrifices may we need to make to serve as full-time missionaries? And what sacrifices may we need to make to share the gospel with our friends and neighbors? So, reading from Our Heritage, pages 30 through 32, under the heading, Missionary Work Goes Forward. While the saints were living in Kirtland, many missionaries were called to preach the gospel far from home, most of them at great personal sacrifice. Missionaries were sent to a number of American states, to parts of Canada, and across the Atlantic to England. Through these missionary efforts, many people received a witness of the truth of the gospel. They became valiant members who brought great strength to the young church. A number of revelations recorded in Kirtland included commandments to members to preach the gospel to the world. The Lord declared, Ye shall go forth in the power of my Spirit, preaching my gospel two by two in my name, lifting up your voices as with the sound of a trump, declaring my word like unto angels of God. In the following year the Lord commanded, It becometh every man who hath been warned to warn his neighbor. That's Doctrine and Covenants, section 88, verse 81. Now under the heading... Missions of Early Ohio Converts Zara Pulsifer, a convert from Ohio, is an example of those who enthusiastically shared the message of the Restoration. He joined the church in January 1832 and recorded that shortly afterward, he, quote, was ordained to the office of an elder and went to preaching with considerable success at home and abroad, unquote. He and another missionary, Elijah Cheney, traveled to the small town of Richland, New York, where they began preaching in the local school. One of the first converts baptized by Elder Pultifer in Richland was a young farmer named Wilford Woodruff, who would one day be one of the most successful missionaries in the history of the church and the fourth president of the church. Within a month's time, the two missionaries had baptized a number of people and organized a branch of the church in Richland. 
Answering the call to warn their neighbors, missionaries came from all walks of life. Many of them were married and had family responsibilities. They departed in the midst of harvests and during the dead of winter, during periods of personal prosperity and at times of economic depression. A number of the elders were almost destitute when they entered the mission field. The prophet himself traveled over 15,000 miles, serving 14 short-term missions from 1831 to 1838 in many states and in Canada. When George A. Smith, cousin of the prophet, received his call to the eastern United States, he was so poor that he did not own or have the means to purchase the clothes and books he needed. Consequently, the prophet Joseph and his brother Hiram gave him some gray cloth, and Eliza Brown made him a coat, vest, and trousers. Brigham Young gave him a pair of shoes, his father gave him a pocket Bible, and the prophet provided a copy of the Book of Mormon. Elders Erastus Snow and John E. Page were also poor when they left for the mission field in the spring of 1836. Describing his status at the time of his departure for a mission in western Pennsylvania, Elder Snow wrote, quote, I left Kirtland on foot and alone with a small suitcase containing a few church works and a pair of socks with five cents in my pocket, being all my worldly wealth. Unquote. Elder Page told the prophet that he could not accept a call to preach because he was destitute of clothing. He didn't even have a coat to wear. The prophet responded by removing his coat and giving it to Elder Page. He told Elder Page to go on his mission, and the Lord would bless him abundantly. On this mission, Elder Page was blessed to share the gospel with hundreds of people who joined the church. New Heading, Mission of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles In 1835, members of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles were called on a mission to the eastern United States and Canada. This is the only time in the history of the church when all twelve members of the Quorum undertook a mission at the same time. When they returned, Heber C. Kimball testified that they had all felt God's power and were able to heal the sick and cast out devils. Mission to England In the latter part of the Kirtland period, a crisis arose within the church. Some members, including some leaders, apostatized because they could not bear trials and persecutions and because they began to find fault with the prophet Joseph and other church leaders. The Lord revealed to Joseph Smith that something new must be done for the salvation of his church. That something was an infusion of converts into the church from England. On Sunday, 4th of June, 1837, the prophet approached Elder Heber C. Kimball in the Kirtland Temple and said to him, quote, Brother Heber, the Spirit of the Lord has whispered to me, Let my servant Heber go to England and proclaim my gospel and open the door of salvation to that nation, unquote. While Heber C. Kimball was being set apart for his mission, Elder Orson Hyde entered the room 
when he heard what was taking place, Orson was moved upon to repent, as he had been one of those involved in finding fault with the prophet. He offered to serve as a missionary and was also set apart to go to England. So eager was Heber C. Kimball to preach the gospel on foreign soil that as the boat approached the landing at Liverpool, England, he leapt from the boat to the dock before it was moored, proclaiming that he was the first to reach a land overseas with the message of the restoration. By the 23rd of July, the missionaries were preaching to congregations of overflow crowds and the first baptisms were scheduled for the 30th of July. George D. Watt won a foot race to the River Ribble in Preston, which determined the honor of being the first to be baptized in Britain. Within eight months, hundreds of converts had joined the church and many branches had been organized. Reflecting on this great harvest of souls, Heber recalled that the prophet and his counselors, quote, laid their hands on me and said that God would make me mighty in that nation in winning souls unto him. Angels should accompany me and bear me up, that my feet should never slip, that I should be mightily blessed and prove a source of salvation to thousands." Unquote. Because many early missionaries obediently accepted mission calls despite personal sacrifice, thousands of British converts enjoyed the blessings of the restored gospel. They gathered to Zion and greatly strengthened the church for the crucial periods that lay ahead. Next, we're going to read Doctrine and Covenants, section 112. As we do ponder this question, what promises did the Lord make to the Twelve Apostles? In especially verses 19 through 22, listen carefully to Doctrine and Covenants, section 112. Now, section 112 was a revelation given through Joseph Smith, the prophet, to Thomas B. Marsh, Kirtland, Ohio, July 23, 1837 concerning the Twelve Apostles of the Lamb. This revelation was received on the day Elders Heber C. Kimball and Orson Hyde first preached the gospel in England. Thomas B. Marsh was at this time president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Starting with verse 1, Verily thus saith the Lord unto you, my servant Thomas, I have heard thy prayers, and thine alms have come up as a memorial before me, in behalf of those thy brethren, who were chosen to bear testimony of my name, and to send it abroad among all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. Verily I say unto you, there have been some few things in thine heart, and with thee with which I the Lord was not well pleased. Nevertheless, inasmuch as thou hast abased thyself, thou shalt be exalted. Therefore, all thy sins are forgiven thee. Let thy heart be of good cheer before my face, and thou shalt bear record of my name, not only to the Gentiles, but also unto the Jews. And thou shalt send forth my words unto the ends of the earth. Contend thou, therefore, morning by morning, and day after day let thy warning voice go forth, 
And when the night cometh, let not the inhabitants of the earth slumber because of thy speech. Let thy habitation be known in Zion, and remove not thy house, for I the Lord have a great work for thee to do in publishing my name among the children of men. Therefore, gird up thy loins for the work, let thy feet be shod also, for thou art chosen, and thy path lieth among the mountains, and among many nations. And by thy word many high ones shall be brought low, and by thy word many low ones shall be exalted. Thy voice shall be a rebuke unto the transgressor, and a tongue of the slanderer cease its perverseness. Be thou humble, and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give thee answer to thy prayers. I know thy heart, and have heard thy prayers concerning thy brethren. Be not partial toward them in love above many others, but let thy love be for them as for thyself and let thy love abound unto all men and unto all who love my name. And pray for thy brethren of the twelve, admonish them sharply for my name's sake, and let them be admonished for all their sins, and be ye faithful before me unto my name. And after their temptations and much tribulation, behold, I, the Lord, will feel after them and if they harden not their hearts and stiffen not their necks against me, they shall be converted, and I will heal them. Now I say unto you, and what I say unto you, I say unto all the twelve, Arise, and gird up your loins, take up your cross, and follow me, and feed my sheep. Exalt not yourselves. Rebel not against my servant Joseph, for verily I say unto you, I am with him, and my hand shall be over him, and the keys which I have given unto him, and also to you word, shall not be taken from him till I come. Verily I say unto you, my servant Thomas, thou art the man whom I have chosen to hold the keys of my kingdom, as pertaining to the twelve, abroad among all nations, that thou mayest be my servant to unlock the door of the kingdom in all places where my servant Joseph and my servant Sidney and my servant Hiram cannot come. For on them I have laid the burden of all the churches for a little season. Wherefore, whithersoever they shall send you, go ye, and I will be with you, and in whatsoever place ye shall proclaim my name, an effectual door shall be opened unto you, that they may receive my word. Whosoever receiveth my word, receiveth me, and whosoever receiveth me, receiveth those, the first presidency, whom I have sent, whom I have made counselors for my name's sake unto you. And again I say unto you, that whosoever ye shall send in my name by the voice of your brethren, the twelve duly recommended and authorized by you, shall have power to open the door of my kingdom unto any nation whithersoever ye shall send them. Inasmuch as they shall humble themselves before me, and abide in my word, and hearken to the voice of my spirit, 
Verily I say unto you, Darkness covereth the earth, and gross darkness the minds of the people, and all flesh has become corrupt before my face. Behold, vengeance cometh speedily upon the inhabitants of the earth, a day of wrath, a day of burning, a day of desolation, of weeping, of mourning, and of lamentation. And as a whirlwind it shall come upon all the face of the earth, saith the Lord. And upon my house shall it begin, and from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those among you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name, and have not known me, and have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord. Therefore, see to it that ye trouble not yourselves concerning the affairs of my church in this place, saith the Lord, but purify your hearts before me, and then go ye into all the world, and preach my gospel unto every creature who has not received it. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not and is not baptized shall be damned. For unto you the twelve and those the first presidency who are appointed with you to be your counselors and your leaders is the power of this priesthood given. For the last days and for the last time in the which is the dispensation of the fullness of times which power you hold in connection with all those who have received a dispensation at any time from the beginning of the creation, for verily I say unto you, the keys of the dispensation which ye have received have come down from the fathers, and last of all, being sent down from heaven unto you. Verily I say unto you, behold, how great is your calling! Cleanse your hearts and your garments lest the blood of this generation be required at your hands. Be faithful until I come, for I come quickly, and my reward is with me to recompense every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega. Amen. That was Doctrine and Covenants section 112. Now the scripture chain doing missionary work and nurturing new converts. First, the scripture chain for doing missionary work. Reading first, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Doctrine and Covenants section 18, verses 15 and 16. And if it so be that you should labor all your days in crying repentance unto this people, and bring, save it be one soul unto me, how great shall be your joy with him in the kingdom of my Father! And now, if your joy will be great with one soul that you have brought unto me in the kingdom of my Father, how great will be your joy if you should bring many souls unto me! Section 60, verse 2. But with some I am not well pleased, for they will not open their mouths. 
but they hide the talent which I have given unto them because of the fear of man. Woe unto such, for mine anger is kindled against them. Section 88 again, verse 81. Behold, I sent you out to testify and warn the people, and it becometh every man who hath been warned to warn his neighbor. Section 123, verses 11 and 12. And also it is an imperative duty that we owe to all the rising generation and to all the pure in heart. For there are many yet on the earth among all sects, parties, and denominations who are blinded by the subtle craftiness of men whereby they lie in wait to deceive and who are kept from the truth because they know not where to find it. Now the scripture chain with the heading, Nurturing New Converts. From Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God. From the Book of Mormon, Helaman chapter 6, verse 3. Nevertheless, the people of the church did have great joy because of the conversion of the Lamanites, yea, because of the church of God, which had been established among them. And they did fellowship one with another, and did rejoice one with another, and did have great joy. Finally, again from the Book of Mormon, Moroni, chapter 6, verse 4. And after they had been received unto baptism and were wrought upon and cleansed by the power of the Holy Ghost, they were numbered among the people of the Church of Christ, and their names were taken that they might be remembered and nourished by the good word of God, to keep them in the right way, to keep them continually watchful unto prayer, relying upon the merits of Christ, who was the author and the finisher of their faith. That concludes this episode of LDS Gospel Podcast, Sound Access to the Spirit. This has been the reading assignment for Lesson 26 from the Doctrine and Covenants Sunday School Gospel Doctrine Class Member Study Guide. Thanks for listening in. Be sure to subscribe and share. And if you have the means and the desire, please contribute, become a donor for as little as $1 per month. Feel free to make a comment too. This is a interactive medium, so let's hear from you. Thanks again. This has been Kirk Strickland. Mm-hmm.